As the rector of St Bride's Church, Fleet Street, may I welcome you very warmly to this service. Our doors are open once again, and we are now able to offer a said service of Holy Communion each Sunday morning at 10 o'clock. But these online acts of choral worship, which draw upon archive recordings of our choir and congregation, combined with newly recorded readings, prayers and sermons, will continue each week so that you can enjoy the full wonders of our amazing choral tradition until such time as we can sing once again. I shall be offering this act of worship on your behalf, so please join your prayers with mine. May the light and hope of Christ be with us all as our worship begins.
It is a great delight to welcome you to St Bride's to our service of choral evensong on this, the eighth Sunday after Trinity. Wherever you are in the world, and however you are listening to us, we hope that you will feel that you are very much part of the St Bride's family. Beloved, we are come together in the presence of Almighty God and of the whole company of heaven to offer unto him through our Lord Jesus Christ our worship and praise and thanksgiving, to make confession of our sins, to pray as well for others as for ourselves, that we may know more truly the greatness of God's love and show forth in our lives the fruits of his grace and to ask on behalf of all men such things as their well-being doth require. Wherefore, let us kneel now and humbly confess our sins to Almighty God. Let us pray. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against thy holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done, and we have done those things which we ought not to have done, and there is no help in us. But thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us, miserable offenders. Spare thou them, O God, which confess their faults. Restore thou them that are penitent, According to thy promises, declared unto mankind, in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may hereafter live a godly, righteous, and sober life, to the glory of thy holy name. Amen. May the Almighty and merciful Lord grant unto you pardon and remission of all your sins, time for amendment of life, and the grace and comfort of the Holy Spirit. Amen.
The Old Testament reading is taken from the first book of Kings, chapter 10, beginning at the first verse. And when the Queen of Sheba heard the fame of Solomon concerning the name of the Lord, she came to prove him with hard questions. And she came to Jerusalem with a very great train, with camels that bear spices, and very much gold and precious stones. And when she was come to Solomon, she communed with him of all that was in her heart. And Solomon told her all her questions. There was not anything hid from the king, which he told her not. And when the queen of Sheba had seen all Solomon's wisdom, and the house that he had built, and the meat of his table, and the sitting of his servants, and the attendance of his ministers, and their apparel, and his cupbearers, and his ascent by which he went up unto the house of the Lord, there was no more spirit in her. And she said to the king, It was a true report that I heard in mine own land of thy acts and of thy wisdom. Howbeit I believed not the words, until I came, and my eyes had seen it. And behold, the half was not told me, thy wisdom and prosperity exceedeth the fame which I heard. Happy are thy men, happy are these thy servants, which stand continually before thee, and that hear thy wisdom. Blessed be the Lord thy God, which delighted in thee, to set thee on the throne of Israel, because the Lord loved Israel for ever. Therefore made he thee king, to do judgment and justice. And she gave the king an hundred and twenty talents of gold, and of spices very great store, and precious stones. There came no more such abundance of spices as these which the queen of Sheba gave to king Solomon. And the navy also of Hiram that brought gold from Ophir brought in from Ophir great plenty of almug trees and precious stones. And the king made of the almug trees pillars for the house of the Lord, and for the king's house harps also and psalteries for singers. There came no such almug trees, nor were seen unto this day. And King Solomon gave unto the queen of Sheba all her desire whatsoever she asked, beside that which Solomon gave her his royal bounty. So she turned and went to her own country, she and her servants. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
The New Testament reading is taken from Acts chapter 13, beginning at the first verse. Now there were in the church that was at Antioch certain prophets and teachers, as Barnabas and Simeon that was called Niger, and Lucius of Cyrene, and Manaean, which had been brought up with Herod the Tetrarch and Saul. As they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Ghost said, Separate me Barnabas and Saul for the work whereunto I have called them. And when they had fasted and prayed and laid their hands on them, they sent them away. So they, being sent forth by the Holy Ghost, departed unto Seleucia, and from thence they sailed to Cyprus. And when they were at Salamis, they preached the word of God in the synagogues of the Jews, and they had also John to their minister. And when they had gone through the isle unto Paphos, they found a certain sorcerer, a false prophet, a Jew whose name was Barjesus, which was with the deputy of the country, Sergius Paulus, a prudent man who called for Barnabas and Saul and desired to hear the word of God. But Elimus the sorcerer, for so is his name by interpretation, withstood them, seeking to turn away the deputy from the faith. Then Saul, who is also called Paul, filled with the Holy Ghost, set his eyes on him and said, O full of all subtlety and all mischief, thou child of the devil, thou enemy of all righteousness, wilt thou not cease to pervert the right ways of the Lord? And now, behold, the hand of the Lord is upon thee, and thou shalt be blind, not seeing the sun for a season. And immediately there fell on him a mist and a darkness, and he went about seeking some to lead him by the hand. Then the deputy, when he saw what was done, believed, being astonished at the doctrine of the Lord. Now when Paul and his company loosed from Paphos, they came to Perga in Pamphylia, and John, departing from them, returned to Jerusalem. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. O Almighty Lord and everlasting God, 
Vouchsafe, we beseech thee, to direct, sanctify, and govern both our hearts and bodies in the ways of thy laws and in the works of thy commandments, that through thy most mighty protection, both here and ever, we may be preserved in body and soul through our Lord and Saviour Jesus Christ, who liveth and reigneth with thee in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. O God, from whom all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works do proceed, give unto thy servants that peace which the world cannot give, that both our hearts may be set to obey thy commandments, and also that by thee, we being defended from the fear of our enemies, may pass our time in rest and quietness through the merits of Jesus Christ, our Saviour. Amen. Lighten our darkness, we beseech thee, O Lord, and by thy great mercy defend us from all perils and dangers of this night for the love of thy only Son, our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Amen.
In the name of the living God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Our choir anthem this evening was composed by Robert White, who was born around the year 1538 in Hoburn, a 5-minute walk from here. It is the setting of a very ancient Latin text written before the year AD 500 which, in the medieval church, came to be sung as a Compline hymn during Lent. It is a prayer to Christ, the source of all light, asking that he bring peace and protection through the dark hours of the night and grant us carefree sleep and tranquility. Part of the English translation of that text goes like this. We beseech you, Holy Lord, protect us this night. Let us take our rest in you. Grant us a tranquil night. Let our sleep be free from care. Let not the enemy snatch us away, nor flesh conspire within him and make us guilty in your sight. It is now very well documented that ours is a massively sleep-deprived culture and the cost to our health, our mental well-being, our quality of life and our productivity is extraordinarily worrying. In 2017, the neuroscientist Matthew Walker's book, Why We Sleep, became an international bestseller, and it makes for fascinating but very disturbing reading. In the developed world, two-thirds of all adults fail to get the recommended eight hours of sleep each night. Amongst its other unfortunate consequences, lack of sleep impedes our brain function, demolishes our immune system, hardens our arteries, increases our risk of cancer, causes chaos in our metabolism, which makes it harder for us to control our body weight, and basically shortens our life. Indeed, its impact is so devastating that long before the present pandemic struck, the World Health Organization was speaking of what it described as a sleep loss epidemic throughout the industrialized nations. But sleep is also a profound mystery because in purely evolutionary terms, it makes no sense. Why should all living creatures spend a third or more of their entire lifespan comatose, unable to do any of the things like gather food, socialize, or reproduce that are essential to the survival of the species? And sleep leaves you extraordinarily vulnerable to predators. But all living creatures sleep, and its benefits are massive and multifaceted, 
in ways that scientists are only now beginning fully to appreciate and to acknowledge. Unless you think otherwise, I ought to make it clear, by the way, that I speak to you as an inveterate insomniac myself. I do have blissful memories of occasions in my life when I have woken up naturally after a long and deep and uninterrupted night's sleep, fully rested and refreshed and restored and feeling great, but I can't tell you the last time I experienced that. It is too long ago. Sleep is such a precious gift that we should never take it for granted. Nor should healthy rest be confused with unhealthy indolence. One might have expected an extended period of lockdown and inactivity to have enabled our sleep-deprived nation to catch up at long last with the rest so many of us seem to crave. Unfortunately, the opposite seems to be the case. A long period of enforced idleness is itself often accompanied by, and marked by, terrible bouts of insomnia. Matthew Walker's book ends with 12 tips for healthy sleep, and I was very interested to read the last of them, because it is one to which I myself can certainly relate. I shall quote what he says. Number 12. Don't lie in bed awake. If you find yourself still awake after staying in bed for more than 20 minutes, or if you are starting to feel anxious or worried, get up and do some relaxing activity until you feel sleepy. The anxiety of not being able to sleep can make it harder to fall asleep. By curious coincidence, both of my sermons today have reflected on the experience of a disturbed night. This morning I was speaking about the famous story in Genesis in which Jacob wrestles with an unknown stranger who turns out to be Almighty God throughout the hours of darkness. And in that sermon, I observed that it is precisely in the depths of night that our struggles with all our fears about the future and the things that cause us stress and anxiety can be most acute. But it is also the case that the hours of darkness can be the times when our prayer can be most heartfelt and most robust and our relationship with God at its most real. For that reason, it is a surprisingly powerful time to spend with God, and sleep, when it comes, can most certainly feel like a blessing from God. There is a wonderful poem by D. H. Lawrence entitled Shadows, in which he describes the experience of deep and refreshing sleep as being dipped in God. In it, he weaves together beautifully the themes of health-giving and restorative oblivion and the feel of renewal amidst life's greatest challenges 
with the sense of being held in the hands of the unknown God. I shall leave you with its words. And if tonight my soul may find her peace in sleep and sink in good oblivion, and in the morning wake like a new-opened flower, then I have been dipped again in God and new-created. And if, as weeks go round, in the dark of the moon, my spirit darkens and goes out, and soft, strange gloom pervades my movements and my thoughts and words, then I shall know that I am walking still with God. We are close together, now the moon's in shadow. And if, as autumn deepens and darkens, I feel the pain of falling leaves and stems that break in storms and trouble and dissolution and distress, and then the softness of deep shadows folding, folding around my soul and spirit, around my lips, so sweet, like a swoon, or more like the drowse of a low, sad song, singing darker than the nightingale, on, on to the solstice and the silence of short days, the silence of the year, the shadow. Then I shall know that my life is moving still with the dark earth and drenched with the deep oblivion of earth's lapse and renewal. And if, in the changing phases of man's life, I fall in sickness and in misery, my wrists seem broken and my heart seems dead, and strength is gone, and my life is only the leavings of a life. And still among it all, snatches of lovely oblivion and snatches of renewal, odd wintry flowers upon the withered stem, Yet new strange flowers, such as my life has not brought forth before, new blossoms of me. Then I must know that still I am in the hands of the unknown God. He is breaking me down to his own oblivion to send me forth on a new morning, a new man. Amen.
Let us pray. Gracious God, we pray for peace, justice and reconciliation throughout the world. We pray for the honouring of human rights and for the relief of the oppressed. We give thanks for all that is gracious in the lives of men, women and children. Lord, in thy mercy, hear yeah, our, prayer. our prayer. We pray for the renewal of the church in faith, love and service. We pray for Sarah, our bishop, and for the life of this parish. We give thanks for the gift of your word, the grace of the sacraments, and the fellowship of your people. We pray also today for the church in the province of Alexandria and in Helsinki in Finland and for Bishop Timu. In our own diocese we pray for the Central Barnet Deanery, for Julie Gittos, Area Dean, for Lynn, Marius and Michael, Subdeans, and for the Deanery Synod, for Nigel, Lay Chairman, and Sonia, Treasure. Lord, in thy mercy, hear, hear our, our prayer. prayer. We pray for this local community and for all people in their daily life and work. We pray for the young and the elderly, for families and all who are alone. We give thanks for human skill and creativity and all that reveals your love for us. We pray also for members of the St. Bride's family around the world and for journalists. Lord, in thy mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for those who are in need, for the sick, sorrowful and bereaved. We pray for all who bring comfort, care and healing. We give thanks for human love and friendship and for all that enriches our daily lives. We pray for those in our community who are in need at this time for any others known to us whom we remember now in the silence of our hearts and for all who suffer in body mind or spirit lord in thy mercy hear, hear our, our prayer. prayer we pray for those who mourn and all those departed this life in thy faith and fear we remember especially the recently departed and those whose year's mind comes at this time. Rest eternal grant unto them, O Lord, and let light perpetual shine upon them. Lord, in thy mercy, hear our prayer. Let us commend ourselves and all for whom we pray to the mercy and protection of God. 
merciful Father, accept these prayers for the sake of thy Son, our Saviour Jesus Christ. Amen.
peace of God, which passeth all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in the knowledge and love of God and of his Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be amongst you and remain with you always.